I don't wish for things. It's too easy, and once you start, it's hard to stop. But today I couldn't help it. I wanted things to be different. That what I heard outside my window was something else, and not what I knew it to be. Because then I have to go back. To before, I was the man with no name. When I was just a pupil, and another man was my master. Get up. Get dressed and come set the table. And make it quick. What's going- Do as I say! I did as he asked, as I always had. His foul mood was normal. His discomfort was not. The plates and silverware on the counter. Cups are already on the table. Another oddity. My master never took out the utensils or platters. He thought of beneath him. The ether doesn't leave breadcrumbs. It is up to us to uncover its secrets and employ them in a responsible way. It takes time, effort, and careful study, but it can be done but some see it differently. They lack respect, and it leads to that thundering sound you heard. Do you know what that sound means? That's the sound of the ether breaking, its power no longer contained. So now everyone has it. Yes, but without our training. We ate the rest of our breakfast in silence. Even then I knew that we'd be putting the ether back together. And if we failed, everything would end. Nothing's changed. People screaming and crying. Pieces of glass scattered across the asphalt. And nearby cars engulfed in flames. I'm something different now than I was many years ago. But the lump in my throat I had as a boy came back all the same. I took a deep breath and began moving through it. One step, two steps, three. I passed a woman sitting on a curb, her head darting in all directions. And I remember. 
Stay close to me, boy. There's a lot going on and none of it is safe. Understand? I nodded. What are you going to do? I'm going to stay close to you. And do exactly as I say. I nodded again, and my master opened the door of our building. They're crazy. Some of them, yes. The ether can be hard to handle for the well-trained. Imagine not having any training at all. We treaded lightly. Some were crying, some were shouting, and others scurried around with dilated pupils, looking for something I hoped I'd never find. We came to a quieter block with fewer people. I passed a woman rocking herself on the edge of a curb. Her face was buried in her hands, with two wet tracks sliding through slits in her fingers. I felt sorry for her and reached out to touch her shoulder. My master grabbed my arm and pulled me away from the woman. We don't know what the ether is doing to them and what it could do to us. As long as we keep a cool head and do what we must, they will get better. But if we are tainted and cannot follow through, then nothing else matters. My master turned away from me and I followed behind him in silence. Today was different. I wasn't a pupil anymore. I knew what I didn't know then. So I walked over to the woman with the darting head and outstretched my hand. But then I saw more men and women in the distance, some with heads darting in all directions as well, all looking for something and not finding it. I pulled my hand back and turned away from the woman. first one's here, boy. I can feel it. It was a bit underwhelming. The break in the ether, a piece of immense supernatural power, was nothing more than a translucent line hovering over a patch of gravel. A few teenagers were playing with it. One of them would jump through the line, disappear, and then reappear a couple feet in the air and fall to the ground. They'd laugh and fight each other to see who would go next. And in that moment, I wanted to be one of them. What do you see, boy? Uh, a bunch of teenagers? A bunch of kids playing with something they don't understand. My master and I were huddled behind two concrete blocks. He rose to his feet, left hand facing the translucent line with his palm facing out. He began curling his fingers into a fist, and as his hand curled, the translucent line began to sputter, flickering in and out of existence. The closer his fingers resembled a fist, the more flickering and sputtering occurred, and the line became less and less visible, but much more dangerous. The electric sparks leapt out of what remained of the line, electrocuting one of the teenagers. They fled soon after, carrying the unconscious body of their fallen brethren. My master's hand finally closed into a fist, and the translucent line vanished, leaving a shockwave in its wake. But my master batted that away like it was nothing. first break had been unbroken, and a part of the ether had been restored. We left the construction site soon after, and headed to the next break in the ether. Years later, I've returned at the same construction site as before. Not much has changed. The construction equipment was gone, 
but the metal holding the site together was still a rustic reddish brown, and the break in the ether was still at the center of it as well, as it had been many years ago, still a translucent line hovering in the sky. Underneath sat a man sitting crisscross. His back was facing me, but he knew I was there. I spent years in and out of psychiatric facilities, all promising to help and find me a way forward. Yeah, they helped me all right. If inundating me with medication and keeping my cell warm was helping. Maybe it wasn't completely pointless. The voices did hush sometimes. But they always came back, and if the medication ceased with a vengeance. I'm sorry. I'm not. Now I know the truth. That nothing of this world could truly help. That the voices were my friends, and I had no way of knowing. Now I, I can talk to them, and my world is brighter. They can be interesting too, just as people can be. I was told they were a blight on my existence, but they were anything but. Not everyone is so fortunate. Many are suffering. Well, maybe that's the process. I wasn't exactly thrilled when my voices grew louder, and I certainly didn't want to talk to them. But I relented, and I was better off for it. Maybe this line in the sky is, is a gift for all of us, and, and we just don't know it yet. The rest could learn in time. It is not your enemy. And what if you're wrong? And what if you are? Not everything broken needs to be fixed. And, and, and what will we lose once you've put this back together? I, I can't go back to before and I won't. D don't test me. But I did. I began curling my fingers into a fist as my master had. The man whipped his hand through the air and a wave of telekinetic energy rammed me against the ground. Grimacing, I kept my fingers curling. The man again whipped his hand in my direction, but this time I was ready, and when his telekinetic wave soared toward me, I blew it back. The man sailed past the translucent line and landed with a thud. My fingers closed into a fist, and the translucent line sparked, sputtered, and shrunk until it was no more. As my master had before me, I knocked away the shockwave that followed. Heading back toward the street, I glanced back at the man. He twitched and fell still. I hoped his voices would be a comfort. We're almost through, boy. This one's the beginning. It had been a long day, and we were both starved and exhausted. So it was a relief to know that this break in the ether was the last one. Four people, all adults, men and women, Keep watch as you have. The men and women were prostrate on the floor, chanting some kind of prayer. They wore long bleached robes with the symbol of a white hexagon with red sparks on their backs. This time it wasn't a line floating above them, but a translucent portal. If they're not toying with it, they're worshipping it. All clear, boy? I nodded not seeing or feeling anything besides the worshippers. My master began curling his hand into a fist, and the portal began to sputter and spark, and the hooded worshippers began to panic, pleading with it not to leave them, and searching for the disturbance. 
I caught a glimpse of my master and raced toward him. They hit something in the air and fell over. I'd created a barrier, and no matter how much they grabbed and pushed and pounded on it, it held, though it was weakening, and I worried it wouldn't hold out for long. But my master's hand curled into a fist moments later, and the portal winked out of existence. The ether was whole again. I ducked, expecting a shockwave, as had occurred many times before. Instead, I popped my head up and saw the worshippers lying motionless on the ground. I glanced at my master, and he was grinning. Things do change. My master and I had closed many breaks in the ether. I only had to close one. We found the last break surrounded by a cult of worship. Today, the last break I'd have to close was surrounded by a white picket fence. You don't look crazy. Are you crazy? I don't think so. It's quiet here. Always has been. But now it's too quiet. As if someone or something told everyone to stay away. Take off your shoes. I never thought a circle could be anything more than a shape or anything dangerous. Can we be rid of it? Yes. Then please, whatever you need to do. It was just a curiosity. I believed in a world beyond the one we knew. That it could be molded into something else. Something that elevate us as a people. Maybe cure diseases. Make people happier. I mean, if you bend the laws of nature, anything's possible. It all just seems so silly. Ugh, my head. Who are you? A neighbor. I think you fell over. You are on the ground when I came in. That explains the headache. Should I call a doctor? I'll take care of it. Thank you for checking up on me. I try not to be like my master, to fill the gaps he was so willing to ignore. But I often fall short. My master was right about a lot of things, and only now I can see much of what he saw. His footsteps were big, and stepping in them sometimes feels like a necessity. But then I have days like this, when I can make a choice my master would not. By wiping the woman's memory, she might be able to live another life one free of the ether. Our past may bleed into our futures, but perhaps our wounds can heal. Episode 6, Old and New. 
starring Garland Rogers as the master, Vincent DeCali as the guardian, Andrea Hurt as the professor, Jacob Quinn as the man with no name, and music and sound by Circle Tone. Thanks for listening.